after buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, guys. Welcome to It's Bravo Bitch with Hollywood Leon. It's my show. We're in the quarantine style studio today, raining on me, joining me today, Brandon from the B List podcast. B, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, you call me B. Um, people also call me Pet Shop Boy from Instagram. So, yes, Pet Shop Boy. Um, if you uh, don't know who Brandon is or B, the Pet Shop Boy, he is actually um, a little famous for dressing up as Lisa Renna last year and officially <laughs> winning Halloween. He was dressed <laughs> like Lisa Renna going to Andy's Andy Cohen baby, baby shower. Baby shower. I knew it was so um, good. I usually know around like February or March of the year what I'm going to be for Halloween. This year is a little bit tricky because I don't think we're going to get a Halloween, at least in New York City or the one that we know. But um, yeah, I usually like when I saw that, I think the baby shower was in March. And then I knew at that yeah. point, I was like, this is what I'm being for Halloween. So it was so good. Um, that's what <laughs> made you. me reach out to you and uh, follow you on Instagram. So uh, yeah. everyone actually follow us on the Bra- uh, Bravo Bitch podcast Instagram. It's new. And we're trying to grow it. So follow us back. If we're following you, give it some love. There's room for everybody. Um, Brandon is new to the show. So I like to start my show with a little thing I like to call uh, gold stars. It's kind of like Wendy's Hot Topics. How you doing? Okay. The okay. first thing I want to talk about is doing? Kelly Dodd. And, you know, she was like kind of going off about coronavirus. You know, mm-hmm. she was seen not wearing a mask in a restaurant and going on live. And then she responded uh, in her backyard on Instagram going, I was wearing a mask. My mom wasn't wearing a mask and like pointing to her. It was so weird. Um, Her and her Fox boyfriend. I don't think Bravo is too happy about this. And I don't think the fans are very happy about this. What are your thoughts about this? Uh, Has Bravo released a statement or anything? Said anything about it? As, As far as I know, they haven't reached out to her, but officially they haven't said anything but when she's apologizing she, you know she walked going it back behind the scenes. yeah exactly well i have a theory though um and i haven't spoken to her directly about it but um i do wonder if it was bravo that reached out or could it have possibly been do you think positive beverage she's a partner in positive beverage yeah. and and i think that that's more directly correlated with the performance of that brand or i would think it is so i think that that would be oh, probably yeah so um I don't know. I honestly, and I just, I like you, I've just also been pretty disappointed in the statements that have been released, but you know, you can't really control these housewives. Right. I don't know that I'm going to be watching for housewives of OC in the future. We'll you see. Crazy. I don't know what's going yeah. on with orange County, but it's been kind of tripping for a while. We've given yeah. it passes. We've but they, given it all. they had a good season. That was a good Sorry. season though. I think that was a good season though. This past one, you didn't know. 
Yeah. It was okay. Like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a family band. It wasn't no, you know what I mean? It's no Potomac. That's for sure. Like it's no, they're not on the same level as that, but they were kind of getting, I mean, I really like Bronwyn. I think, and also outside of the show, Bronwyn, I think is just a really great person. Um, I built a relationship with her. Of the show. I love her to death. She's actually one of my really good friends, but I, I've said oh, this cool. to her too. I don't yeah. know if she like, she needs to step up the housewife game. I've told it to her face. We're friends. Like, you know what I mean? Step it up I in love respect. One Bravo watching Nene leaks and Kim Zolciak fight. You know what I mean? I like the intensity. You got to get yeah. with the program. Though. You don't think she's, I think she's, she'll, she'll get there. Sometimes first, first season wives have to like slide in as opposed to being yeah. like, you know, she's better I want than her like, to, um, yeah. I want her to go for it. And I think she will, you know, with us by her side, guiding her, showing her the housewives <laughs> way. Um, but, you know, what's missing in Orange County is the authentic friendships. And they're getting there. Like, Emily and Bronwyn are starting mm-hmm. to get close, you know. And yeah. Kelly and Emily are starting to get close. But I don't know what's going to happen with the future of Orange County with all these controversial uh, comments that are being made. All I know is that Bronwyn is doing fabulous. Make sure to check out uh, hashtag Wives Helping Wives. Yeah, uh, which I'm part of that as well. Or is it wives helping yeah. lives? I always forget. Wives helping lives. Wives helping lives. Wives helping lives. Yeah. I'm so bad. All right. Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> Welcome to It's Bravo, bitch. We're just bitchy over here. Uh, let's move on to Noelle Robinson. She's not going to be very happy with me about this. But you know what, Boo? You're supposed to come into the studio and you didn't. So now I'm going to read you a little bit. Um, so she got laser lipo on camera on her YouTube channel and then revealed that her mom had done it as well. So, um, and they're pranking my kill. Uh, Noelle is Cynthia Bailey's daughter. Daughter, right, okay, yeah, I didn't hear that, okay. Yeah, from Real Housewives of Atlanta. So she's, she's she has her new, and she's like trying to uh, blow it up and stuff. She's pranking her, you know, her stepdaddy, Mike, Mike Hill on there and uh, yeah. pretending to fight with Cynthia. They're doing TikToks, clearly living the quarantine lifestyle. Which yeah, yeah. But what do you mm-hmm. think about the laser lipo? I didn't know about that. She's getting it done on, she's getting it done like Noelle is? She got it done on YouTube, on camera. I saw it already. During a pandemic? <laughs> yes, <laughs> someone came over during a house call. That's wild. Okay, so I'm not with that, but I think she's a beautiful girl. I'm surprised that she would do that. I mean, I guess whatever. If you like it, I love it. That's I what know. I say. At this I really point, I give it to God, but... But I do I like, they're one of my favorite traveling. families, though. They're one of my favorite yeah, mother-daughter yeah. combos, so. Yes. Um, but no, don't get, I, the laser, don't get the laser lipo in-house during a pandemic. That reminds me of that episode in Real Housewives. on the patio. Oh, on the patio, okay. Oh, it's open air. <laughs> Remember when um, you know Kim Zolciak on Real Housewives? Yeah, when Kim Zolciak on Atlanta got the... Um, something similar. She got like the laser treatment in her living room while eating pizza with all the women around her. Do you remember that? Absolutely. It was one of the best moments I've ever seen. (laughs) But only do it if the cameras are there. She's on her belly getting laser lipo. It was just so good. While eating Domino's. Pump rules is over. And Kristen's going on a virtual book tour. And Charlie is the only person I like now. That's pretty okay. much it. That's all, folks. Like, I am so over Vanderpump Rules. I mean, I love Tom and Ariana, but I, I think they're too good to be on the show. I think Jax is too old to be on the show. I'm just over everybody. 
I used to hate James, and now he is the MVP of the show. That says a lot. A lot. <laughs> you watch uh, Pump Rules? I don't. Um, I used to watch, I think I kept up with one season, but even then it was kind of like a chore for me. I don't like any of the people on it. They, there's too many antagonists, and there's not really that many people that I would actually root for. Ariana, like you mentioned, I think I remember her being someone that I think is like a good person okay. outside of this. But I don't know. It's just so LA to me, and I'm obviously I'm in New York. I, for some reason, like Summer House, I like better. I can like root for those people, and they're a little you're like though. <laughs> I like it, but you know, it's but like it's an easy show to watch. It's a lot easier for me to watch than Vanderpump Rules. Look, um, I know we're trashy over here in Hollywood, but the Summer House is like the ultimate white privilege of trash over there i cannot <laughs> I mean, yeah 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 there's some breakout stars obviously on that show but even then i'm just like no i can't with you you wouldn't survive a minute in the real world like come out to la come, get get out of that east upper east side bubble get out of the freaking hampton i've been to the hamptons like i've been i've been going there every summer for a really long time in my whole adult life like i i know what is up there okay Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, New York a little bit more when we go into Real Housewives of New York City. Um, you know, we're going to talk about Leah. We have a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the Atlanta reunion, Nini walking off. We're going to get into the spiraling of Beverly Hills right now because Kyle is being dragged and everybody's here for it. I think it's kind of funny, you know, so we're going to get into it. Um, yeah. That was my gold stars for the day. Uh, welcome, B, to the show. Thank My you. first topic is Real Housewives of New York City. Are you a Ramona fan? I'm not a Ramona fan. Um, I'm not. Never have been. Never will be. Couldn't be me. Um, I know her like I've met her personally before. And the same Ramona that you get on camera is the same Ramona in person. There is no difference. Um, but I just like, I think I liked Ramona better when Bethany was on. I liked, I liked their energy, but I don't, I don't like how like now it's kind of trying to, sh- I think like, they're either trying to edit her in a way that makes her like more appetizing to people. Like the kind of like the motherly relationship she's kind of taking on with Leah. Right. You know what I mean? It's not a comfortable space for me to be in with her. I prefer her just being like a villain with Bethany fighting. You know what I mean? I don't need to hear you talk about my drinking when you drink all the time. Miss Pino. Yeah. And like we said, um, Ramona's taking this whole mothering thing very seriously. We're mm-hmm. going to see this in the upcoming episode. She's monitoring uh, Leah Mobb's drinking. She's telling her, oh, you don't need another shot. Like, you have mm-hmm. you have your drink. You're fine. You don't need to have two more shots. She does end up having two more shots. And we see in the preview, it doesn't end up looking good. <laughs> it doesn't end up looking good. But still, Leah's bad is still better than any of Ramona's good for many of the, we forget how many years Ramona has subjected us to turtle time and all of her like whims when she's sauced. Like, let's be real. So this is Leah's first Leah? season. Yeah. What did you think about her what? almost starting the fire, throwing the tiki torches? <laughs> um, that was nerve wracking, but I still think it was made for good TV. And I like Leah. I think she's great. I think she offers like a different, um, I think with Bethany not being there and kind of being the voice, not the voice of reason, but kind of the Greek, uh, the Greek chorus. Like, I feel like that's what Leah's role is now. Not yeah. that she like thinks that when she's on it, but I think that that like, just by Bethany not being there now, Leah is kind of like a bridge for the viewer to kind of understand these crazy women. She's honestly the most grounded of them. It seems, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like we're going to see a lot more of Leah in the next next coming episodes. She's like an onion that we're slowly peeling back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, This coming episode, we're going to see her sister. And, you know, we saw her last episode kind of introduced, but now she's going to kind of come into the group. So she asked Ramona, like, can my sister come? And Ramona's like, I don't want her to come, but fine, she can come. But I don't really want her to come. And I'm yeah. like, Ramona, stop being a mean girl. Like, stop being so clicky. Like, <laughs> she she can't help it. She doesn't even know she's doing it. <laughs> she can't help it. What is it like the CDC says? It's like you touch her face a million times in one minute. Like, every, that's Ramona being an asshole. Like, she's just, can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Ramona. She just, like, doesn't, she does it, like, a million times a minute and doesn't realize she's doing it. She's just so far yeah. in it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Leah's my favorite this season. I, and it would have been like Dorinda. Ramona, though, when it comes to friend groups. I'm like, no new friends. No new friends. No yeah, new friends. yeah. <laughs> I used to be the way. I'm pretty open. I mean, I love getting to know new people. Let's go out and do it and everything and uh, do the damn thing, drink, party, get to know each other. I'm very mm-hmm. networky, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a kind of social person. But there's a core group. There's like five or six. And we've been like in the bathtub together. Mm-hmm. So it's like no matter what, like a coworker in the bathtub. Is that a term, or were you literally in a bathtub? No, we were literally in bathtub together. Like we were. Okay. Like, okay. Were best oh, friends. it's like when you grow up together. Like childhood best friends. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Like, I, I get in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I get into the bathtub with everybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so um, I don't know. It just feels like this is the episode where Ramona and Leah are gonna have to start. Uh, really challenging each other. And this is the episode where I feel like they're not going to like each other anymore after this. Yeah, I know. If you do, Leah was on my podcast last week and we were talking a lot about w- kind of what what happens and, and she didn't give too much away, but she said that um, this is kind of going to be the start of a different, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a path for their relationship. It's kind of kind of switch a little bit gears and, you know, she's going to kind of see a different side of Ramona. And that's going to kind of start with yeah. this week, she says. So we'll see. I think, I think so it's a pretty too, good right? season. It's a pretty good season. I was nervous, but it's you know, it's okay. It's, my favorite. it's not a season nine or ten, but it's it'll get me through quarantine. I'm excited. I feel like we're still in the beginning stages, even though they've given us a lot already. Like, I'm really enjoying Tinsley, and I really don't enjoy her. Like, I haven't enjoyed her through the years, and now I'm actually, like, really liking her. Um, I don't know what's up with Dorinda. And I went on Dorinda's YouTube channel and she was like, look, I'm getting the house. I'm thinking about Richard. I didn't clean everything out and now I have to deal with everything and throw it away. Yes, I'm going to talk about him. And I'm like, do that. Do your grief. Be all that. But why mm-hmm. do you have to like explode on someone else? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. What does it have to do with Tinsley? And, and also it's more just like as a viewer, I want to know more about anyone other than Tinsley. Like Tinsley's just not that dynamic of a character to me for me to sit through her arguing with anybody. Like please argue with Luann or Leah or something because I just think that they're more interesting people with backstories and I already know everything I need to know about Tinsley. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that they're gonna sit and argue for another episode is just like not appetizing to me. You know? Exactly. I'm like Dorinda, what more are you gonna get out of the chip bag? You've shaken it out. All the chips are on the table. There's nothing that Tinsley's hiding left. There's not much there, you know? Dorinda's not the same Dorinda that I fell in love with on the show. I think that we're seeing kind of a different side of her, but I don't think she necessarily changed. I think that we just like lean on her more now because we don't have 
Bethany around. We don't have other people in the mix. So when there's fewer people, now we're noticing the cracks. You know what I mean? But I like when Dorinda brings like a sense of voice of reason to the show, which she yeah, sometimes yeah. does. She brings like um, you know, just like the viewer kind of point of point of view. Like if we were at a house like, and you were acting like a fool, Dorinda, we're all with her when she's like, "Look, you guys are acting ridiculous. I cooked mm. and clean. Like I made it yeah. nice for you." She's like, "We're like, mm. yeah." <laughs> but when <laughs> she is going off the deep part of the hurricane. Like, when she's part of the hurricane, it's um, a lot because then there's no one to keep us. Yeah, I just think she's unhappy. Yeah, that's clear. So that's clear. I just hope so. that she finds what she needs and she comes back to us. We'll be waiting for here, Dorinda, because yeah. she has brought us good TV. Um, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. I don't want to criticize it too much. I don't want to talk about any shakeups like we're going to do with the other casts because. Yeah. New York has always delivered. They're the only cast that knows how to have fun. They're the only mm. cast that are real friends. And um, we're just at the beginning with them. I feel like they're gonna professional be reality people. They can Absolutely. pull it out. They can make it happen. You know, yeah, better than the other girls. They yeah. <laughs> um, Let's get into Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. Because I have been in the Chromatica Church of Gaga. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I rebuke it. I rebuke the devil. And you know who the devil is? TMZ. Because they're reporting that Yovana is coming back full time. And I am so not same. here for it. I don't think that could be true. I feel like she probably uh, leaked that. She had to have. I think she leaked that. Because notice how it came out the day after she was on the show. Seriously. They and probably told her not to even happen? post. When does Bravo decide the day after the reunion? That never happens. No, no. Nobody got contracts that early. We know how this works. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, I mean, maybe it could have. I don't know. But I really doubt it with quarantine and everything going on. Like, I just can't see that really. And there's yeah, no way she would come back. She Maybe as a friend of, but definitely not as like a full-time capacity. People just don't like her enough. I'm just like, mm. I don't know. I just want to know, though, like, well, first of all, let's talk about the reunion in general. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it was a complete waste of time. Ugh. It started out funny. It started yeah. out good. It was on its way to being something really different and something we could all remember. And then Mimi walked off. She walked off, and as she does every time, and listen, at this point, it's just exhausting. Like, I used to really, like, be in her corner, and she's just like, and she kind of turned it around at the end of the season, right? Like, we started to, like, like her again around that Greece trip. Mm-hmm. But then she walked off then too. And it's like, she doesn't want to deal with the show. She's unhappy. And she, not only are they like, she makes the women unhappy to film with her, but she makes it really unfun for us to be in the, like watch the women in this environment. You know what I mean? She just sucks the fun out of every situation. So I, I don't know that I need her back. And, and like, also there were so many great OGs on, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, that why is she the only one that you could ever bring back? Sheree's great, and I think Sheree still plays the game. Sheree's never walked off. You know, Phaedra, I mean, it's problematic, but I mean, (laughs) everyone has different things with her, but I I really like Candy, so I don't think that Candy's never gonna go. She's like the Ramona of, of Atlanta. She ain't going anywhere. And, but also Candy uh, that is plays your motherfucking brain. <laughs> <laughs> and also I think Candy plays the game too. Candy's not going to walk off. Um, Candy shows up to every filming event. She's got her entire family involved. She, she brings so much to that show. Um, 
I yeah, totally the, the reunion was just like I could have y'all could have kept it. I could have had one part of that, and I would have been totally fine. Seriously, I don't get how you can be the queen and then walk off. That's not queen behavior. When you do yeah. that, we're going to give it to Kenya. Like you can't yeah. leave. You have to stay, stick it out, fight it out. Yeah, we, you know we we've excused you like for the mom one. I'm like, well, we've that was a corner we've never dealt with. So of course she's going to freak out. But I'm just not about this. I feel like. You know, you got to stay in the lion's den. You helped create this. You are a part of this. And we created this monster. You owe us the responsibility to deliver. Like, especially if you're going to talk all the talk on Watch What Happens Live. Oh, get ready for the reunion. Get ready for the reads. No, you should have told us, get ready for a walk-off. Yeah. Really pissed it was... me off. Really pissed me off. <laughs> I don't really need her back. I think it's like enabling her to like if they keep her on, you know, to this enabling this behavior. And it's such just like a poor precedent. It sets a poor precedence for other um, housewives to think that that's acceptable. I'm tired of people walking off. You're not like, yeah, you're not above this show. Do you remember you know? who the first person to walk off ever was? Was it Vicky? Who was it? Who was it? Ramona, Wait. Alex McCord. What did she was the nudity? Yeah. Right. With the magazine. She's yeah, that's such a Ramona thing. <laughs> and that's not the first time I think Ramona's walked off, right? Ramona's walked off other times, too. Uh, she's walked off. She's fallen asleep, which was the funniest thing. Asleep, yeah. Her legs um, fallen yeah. asleep. I want your opinion on Marlo, and should she have a peach? Yeah, I think, I think that Marlo is just as big of a star as Nini is. I think people love her just as much. And I think that if Nini left and you gave Marlo the peach, I think it would be amazing because Marlo's friends with more of the women at this point. She's just as funny. She's pretty fabulous. And we love her. We know her really well. So I think that she's really deserving. I and Marlo, I don't think... The- and she's not going to walk off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just put up a clip on my Instagram. Uh, it's Bravo Bitch Podcast. Check it out. And mm-hmm. it's me kind of like vouching for Marlo. You guys, she was there for the, who said that? She started yeah. it all. Who said, <laughs> yeah. who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who has her. been saying that? Who's been saying that? <laughs> um, you know, so Real Housewives of Atlanta is over, obviously. It was a great season. It was on for <laughs> like a million years. God, it was on for What's up? I, think, I was thinking the other day, like, wasn't Housewives of Atlanta came on? They've been on in since November. November. November, they've been on. They've been on half of. That's what like I'm a saying. Half a year. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, we're both. We're both good. Let's move on. Um, I want to move on to. Uh, you know this topic right here. This is my main main meat, and it's um. I want to call it the packages and psychics of Beverly Hills because packages we love a psychic on Beverly Hills. You know, uh-huh. we do. Yeah. <laughs> Alison Dubois. <laughs> yeah. A classic. Oh my God. He'll never <laughs> fulfill you be. Never. 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 Um, what do you think about Sutton? Do you think she's a good housewife? Yeah. So um, I think I have really popular opinion that I think she's great for the show. Do I think she's a great person? I don't know her personally, but she's someone that I think I would want to be around. No, but I think that that doesn't necessarily make a great housewife. I think that it's great to have people that 
stir it up a bit that come in um, that that's an outsider that kind of keeps people on their toes. And I think she's kooky and really interesting and weird. And I think that that's what you need on a show like that. I think that that show in particular, I think has too much of a pack mentality. A lot of the time they find one person and single them out and everyone else is, and also they just kind of, um, it's hard for like people to stick out in the pack. Like what is Teddy's personality outside of um, Kyle? I don't, I don't even know what her personality is. You know what I mean? Like even Kyle, I'm not like loving, but I, I really appreciate that Sutton kind of comes in and definitely dresses different than the rest of the women. She looks different. She acts differently. And she's um, yeah. going out of her way to like be really vocal about what differentiates her from the rest. Right. She's like talking about how um, the whole manners thing and the down to the, the, the place cards at dinner and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. And I think that it's like, um, it's just different for the show. And I think it would be, it would have been shooting ourselves in the foot asking for somebody who's just there to get along with the rest of the women. I think she's exactly. interesting. She has all the elements that make a good housewife. And the one thing is like getting us all talking. That's the first one. Getting mm-hmm. half everyone to hate you, getting half everyone to like you. That's a perfect sign. That yeah. She's going to be good. Labor hater. So- we're still talking about her. Yeah, exactly. She's so rich that what she's wearing is like a piece. We call it pieces. Like in yeah. fashion, there's pieces. Pieces. Yeah. Like what we wear, we're wearing clothes. Clothes. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> yeah. yeah. What Sutton is getting, she's getting pieces, pieces. from designers. <laughs> yeah. And she's just, she's throwing that in with like a, a skirt from like Gucci or something. It just doesn't mm-hmm. work. So the reason it works for like, um, Erica Jane is because she's getting ready to wear from a stylist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she looks fabulous at all times. What Sutton is wearing is straight off the runway. It's it's avant-garde. It's stuff that we don't get, that you shouldn't get in a normal... If we're going to the store, I should not get your outfit. Like, what are you wearing? But <laughs> it costs so much money, you guys. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> she's loaded. Um, and that's clear. Um I was going to make a point about her, but yeah, I just, I, I think she's so memeable. She looks literally like a cartoon character. Like her head's kind of bigger than the rest of her body. She's got these skinny legs. I'm not body shaming at all. That's not what I'm trying to do. I, I, I actually really like Sutton. I think she's, I think she's really pretty actually. And um, I look like I just, SpongeBob. I have the skinny legs. <laughs> but I think that she does look like, I, that, but that's what makes me like her is like, she kind of looks like, almost like comical like she looks like someone drew her and she's colorful and i think that's what you need for reality tv so that's what i think she's a good addition oh my god i just figured it out you know who she looks i think like? that's why i like dorit too she's similar hmm? he looks like the little girl from rugrats but without the glasses mr oh, no. angelica pickles angelica, angelica pickles? pickles yeah <laughs> But with no glasses and like grown up. Okay. Yeah. Um, the girls that are going to Santa Barbara, uh, Erica and Lisa were wearing the same outfit last uh, week and we had the astrologer come over, a big old mm-hmm. queen. Don, he's been on Barry Cavalieri too. He's like the little Hollywood guy. He's not as big yeah. as the Hollywood medium, obviously, but yeah. uh, he's been gravitating around the Real Housewives for a minute. Um, you know, we come to find out, you know, what he's reading is just stuff that we can Google each other about our signs. Like he's like, well, a cancer's very sensitive. And I'm like, no shit. We know this already. Get to like, what I see is like, you know, I sense that Brooke doesn't have cancer. That's the kind of stuff I want to yeah. hear about. It just well, he was seems saying like stuff that... surface stuff to get the girls riled up. 
And it did. Yeah, and it was stuff that, clearly stuff that you could just say if you had watched one season of this show, like you would know. Exactly. Everything he was just recounting was just... groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, I mean, it's clear that it takes so little to rattle these women, so it it, it did its trick, right? Made, like, crazy statements, got everyone to, like, almost physically fight. That was like, you know what I mean? But let's be clear. When Alison Dubois was doing it, they were drinking heavily. They had come in under the pretense that someone was going to fight. There was so much weird energy. So there was like a lot going on underneath that surface. Alison Dubois was just kind of like the cherry on top of, you know? Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was the cherry on that Sunday. And Taylor Armstrong was the hot fudge melting going, enough, enough. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think the problem um, with the show. Hmm? No, I was going to say just uh, the. I think the problem and the difference between something like Alison Dubois and what we got with this psychic is that I think now yeah. at this point some of these women are getting so good at the show that they know they're showing up uh, already knowing what's going to kind of happen or transpire. And so, but I feel like when they filmed that first season, they had no idea what was going on, and that was when magic happens, right? So exactly. Exactly. I totally, just to play off that point, like when the psychic was like, oh, Denise, you're going to be the one to reveal much. Like Lisa Renna was like, ooh, that's what (laughs) playing the game is correctly. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's not even that big of a statement, but the fact that Lisa harped on it and they made it about it, like we're, that's a story that we're now creating. Um, So that's what B means by being a good like housewife and playing by the rules, knowing what's going to happen. I don't like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I do like that Kyle is kind of like the defender. She defends Sutton. You know, she says F you to Dorit right to her face. And she says to Erica, like, that's why you don't have any friends. It's all going to go down tonight in Santa Barbara. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. What do you think about Dorit's Buca de Pepo? <laughs> I don't know why I keep... Oh my god! I like don't I like to read the season, but I just for some reason I don't care about this storyline, and I keep seeing Buca de Beppo everywhere on Twitter, on like everything, and I'm like, it's I'm ridiculous. Just, it's it's ridiculous. I, don't, I don't even think it's like that interesting of a storyline. But go ahead, I guess. I, I, I want to get to the Denise stuff. That's what I want to get you onto on the show. Hmm? In Gucci, you walk around in Gucci. You walk around dripping in Versace, and then you're gonna go design is, a family Italian restaurant famous. Is Buca de Beppo, is that like an Olive Garden? I don't know. I've never been to Buca de Beppo. Is it? I It, it is like a, a more upscale? Ex, uh, no, it's like a more gregarious uh, Olive Garden. Like it would be like the older stepkid that, you know, got into trouble a lot. That would be Buca de Beppo. Okay. Okay. And Olive Garden is like the good kid son. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just a little okay. bit different, but it just doesn't match Dorit's brand no. or style or anything. And I think. But what is her brand and style? You know, I mean, she looks like a Fashion Nova model most of the time. She looks good, but she dresses like a Fashion Nova model. Half the shit she. <laughs> let me stop. But she, <laughs> you know, but she, I, um, I, I like Dorit though this season, and, and I think she always looks great. But you know. Yeah. Wait, it, with the room, though, there were so many lemons. Didn't it give you Shannon Bedore vibes? <laughs> in the room, in the Buca de Beppo room? Full See, lemons. I think I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I think I fast-forwarded through the Buca de Beppo shit, or I was texting. Oh, my God. Okay, well, then, 
It'll be interesting. Um, when yeah. quarantine's over, I will go to the Buca de Pebble room. It's right down the street from us. If they make it past and quarantine. We'll do a live podcast from it. It'll be fabulous. If they make it past quarantine. Woo. I know, right? Dorit's well, going to save them. Dorit's going to save them. It is. It's a huge chain. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, just to touch on last week's episode, I just want to say this and move on very quickly from it. It's just my mm-hmm. job to point these things out. But Amelia, Lisa Renna's daughter, is 18 years old, and mm-hmm. they had their little fashion launch last week. And the Amelia little fashion launch. <laughs> he said the little I fashion need... launch. I know. <laughs> fashion launch. He said their little fashion launch. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a club. And it, I've been to that club before, and I'm like, what is what happening? What club is it? This is a mess. Huh? What club is it? It was Wood and Vine. It's, it's right in Hollywood. It's oh, I've heard of that. Boulevard. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. I used to work at Dre's, which was like right next door, and it's an iconic club, which the Vanderpump okay. Rules actually go to for the season finale in Vegas. It's a mess. But anyways, um, uh, what's happening here is uh, Amelia's 18, and we're not going to talk about the politics about her getting her own fashion line because she's Lisa Renna's daughter. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out is that she said she needed a effing drink, and Lisa Renna goes, go, go, honey. She's 18. That's all I'm saying. I forgot That's about that. Is she <laughs> Come on, let's be real. You know this girl's a drink. Yeah. Oh, you know she's drinking. But you know Lisa Ren is a cool mom, so. Which brings me to my next point. What's going on she's with cool Denise mom. Richards? Like, she's wild things. She's like the hottest threesome I've ever seen on film. And now she's well, like, oh, 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 No, I don't think. Like- I think that uh I think that, no, I think that Denise is, I think it's okay. Like, I mean, but that's just me personally, but I, I don't see what the problem is, is with everyone. I don't see what the problem with everyone has with her. Um, she can talk candidly about sex and stuff like that and dating and all that stuff with her friends. And, but I think it's okay to be different with your kids than you are with your friends. I mean, there's things that I would say Absolutely. in front of my friends that I would never say in front of my grandmother. And I think that's, you know, you just have different versions. But would you invite yourself. her grandmother? To go eat at the table right next to you and your friends? No, totally. I think that that's... But I think that she was expecting maybe that they would have some couth and maybe not be screaming about threesomes in front of her kids. But, you know, I it's think it's... real housewives. I know. I know. Totally. I get it. But I think... I Even think Erica it, was like, don't you know who you're inviting? And, like, what happened to Miss Laidback? What happened to Wild Things? Like, well, they never about- seen her with her kids before. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, here's the other thing. I think here's they're looking to have a problem with her. I think they're looking for a problem with her. And I think that she was just like trying to be respectful of her. And not only just her kids, it's like her kids' friends. And then their friends are going to go back to their parents and tell them, you know. Well, I all think their parents like, are going to see it on television. True. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but here's my other so, point. My other perspective is the kids' perspective. These kids these days, they're not like when we were kids. You know what I mean? These kids oh, are yeah, so know. bad. They are. They're so bad. They're so yeah. evolved. They're on birth control by 14. They have like full-blown women's bodies by 18. It's crazy. It's true. Like, it's more sexually advanced with the Snapchat and like sending nudes. You know what age I sent my first nude? The age of like 30. You know what I mean? 30. These kids are <laughs> 14. They're sending each other yeah. photos. I remember my first nude uh, probably was on a, it's probably lost somewhere because, you know, before iPhones. So it was probably on a fucking Nokia. (laughs) I don't even know. It's better than it being on a floppy disk, babe. That's on a floppy disk somewhere. Oh, I have 
He's like, I have pictures on a floppy disk. I'm like, oh, sit on a Dell computer somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, the girls are having a problem with Kyle. You know, they're saying she's a package deal. You know, Kyle's like, I shot a movie, so we should go party now in Santa Barbara. And Denise Richards is like, I shoot shit every week. You don't see me like celebrating. And I'm like, Denise, Kyle's like me. We get like one big role once a year. And like, then we have to like celebrate it. Okay. We're not like the <laughs> soap opera people every week and stuff. You know, she Kyle's definitely, Kyle is definitely one of those birthday month girls. It's my birthday month. It's my birthday month. Even like two weeks after their official birthday, they're like, it's my, still my birthday month. Where'd you get me? Would you get me say happy birthday? It's like, she's definitely that girl. She's walking around school with the balloons and the pajamas on and the teddy bears. And she's that girl. What do you think about her and Teddy? And the girls were like, you guys went to couples counseling. I was dying. She was so mad and worked up about it. I would have been like, yeah, we're lesbians. Okay, we're together. I eat her thingy every night. I just like honestly, I I'm like I when the girls start fighting with Kyle, it's always about the most like inane, like menial stuff. It's just like we're really drawing it. Like we're literally, what's the word I'm looking for? The term I'm looking for? They're just like looking for issues with her, and it's always there's nothing going on. And I just can't wait till we get to the good stuff because this like I could care less. It's like the same. Teddy's the same as Tinsley for me. Like the less I know about Teddy, the better. I don't care who she's going to like i don't care like even kyle is so boring just by proxy you know what i mean and i'm tired of kyle crying every five seconds like you said it's not that deep for you to be crying walking off like you want to be the queen of beverly hills you want to be the queen right then stop crying or else give about who's cried the most in group settings in the past season so far it's been sutton crying almost every episode kyle crying almost every episode Teddy crying almost every episode. Everyone else is just watching them cry. And then Erica cries a bit, but it's more just like when she's with Tom or her vocal coach or with Garcelle. Which, by (laughs) the way, Tom Girardi, I'm just so glad we got this scene with him. He's amazing. Like, he's the storyteller. Like, in gay culture, when you walk into a gay bar, like, you look around and you see, like, where you're going to go and, like, in uh systematically and symbolically where you belong in the bar like a cafeteria mm-hmm. let me tell you i will always gravitate to the old queen at the end of the bar drinking by himself because he's gonna yeah. have the best, best stories stories. Mm-hmm. The best stories i'm not the old everything. queen but i'm the same as you as i mean i'm not an old queen i'm i'm 21 so but but no i'm the same way i love the old um you know He's so great. I love him. I think he's so fabulous. Well, also for gays, he's iconic because um, gays with taste love Aaron Brockovich. It's a classic film. Aaron Brockovich is an amazing film, and I knew who he was before he was even around this universe. What? He's the bad lawyer in Aaron Brockovich. No, he's not. Wait. No, he's... In the beginning of the movie, when she gets sideswiped, and the guy's like, he's spends his life his days spending lives in er doctors out of control oh yeah 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 that's tom girardi but they yeah they, i mean but i i wonder how much of that was seasoned for <laughs> um for the screen lawyer like one of the best in the entire country like he's a bad motherfucker he's a yeah. bad motherfucker he's a yeah. bad motherfucker so if you're uh, listening to 
this with your kids. Tell them to leave the room and uh, tell your husbands that hello. Uh, let's go to, um, you know, I just feel like we're seeing a side of Denise that we're mm-hmm. just not used to seeing. Like Pet Shop Boy said, you know, she has kids. Like, why is everybody tripping? But I just like, I saw Denise Richards on her reality show, which I loved. I grew up in the 90s. So the Wild Things movie, I'm just like, that'll never leave my brain. And mm-hmm. it, it is kind of weird just to see her be kind. I want her to be a bad bitch and t- tell Kyle to shut up. And, you know, all the stuff they were talking about in the car. Like, I wish the cattiness would have came to the table. And I totally agree with Garcelle. She's just like in the corner saying Kyle's name. And Kyle is just in her own world. And I think Garcelle is fabulous. Don't you Yeah, think? I love Garcelle. I love Garcelle. Um, I think Garcelle kind of came on, though, with trying to have an issue with Kyle. I think Car- Garcelle is mm-hmm. like, come, yeah. How so? Um, I, I know for a fact that Kyle and Garcelle have known each other for a minute, but peripherally, um, I would say how, but I know they're from the casting reels earlier on, um, Garcelle has been trying to get on the show for a while. She's been since like, I want to say four or five seasons ago, she had been kind of oh, really? in talks to be on the show and she, um, she, you know, on Casting Reels, they ask you who your connection is to all these women yeah. and stuff like that. She definitely mentioned Kyle because they had met socially. And she said she knows Kyle. Mauricio. And she alluded to the fact that she could have Mauricio if she wanted him. So she was basically saying that Mauricio's, yeah. Um, but so I knew kind of that background going into it. But then I was seeing how they were like interacting on social media and stuff like that during filming. And I was like, oh, so I guess she didn't really bring up that or anything, but it's now that I'm seeing kind of the, the season air and all of the stuff that they're kind of, Gersel comes poking at Kyle a bit, right? And then she said that stuff about her on Watch What Happens Live, how she wasn't like very welcoming and stuff like that. So um, I'm starting to kind of see that come to fruition, you know, yeah. like her kind of trying to have these issues with it's Kyle. Natural though. I think it's very natural when you are stepping on where someone has been for a minute, you know, yeah. you're like, who? this coming into the room who is this joining the show who is mm-hmm. i think it's just us performers we're just so sensitive about our shit like we put everything into everything whether it's a reality show like kyle does or making a movie like an iconic movie like halloween um i just feel like we take everything very serious when it comes yeah. to like our craft because we work really hard for it especially like i can even like attest to kyle's acting stuff like her main obviously venture is real housewives of beverly hills but Mm -hmm. because she's had such a strong foot in the acting world she is still considered for certain roles but it doesn't happen very much yeah this halloween is a perfect example of all the resurrections that we've been having over the last 10 years of everything yeah working out perfectly with her the fact that she's already big and they're putting her back in the movie because she was it's going to be genius I'm Do you think, I mean, how big is her role going to be, I wonder? Does she have a huge role in it? it's good. I don't know. Awesome. Good. I'll see it. A little competi- There's a competition here because Garcelle is a freaking movie star as well. She's doing Coming to America too. She's, She's an actual movie star. Show. Like, let's be real. Garcelle is a, yeah. Yes. Kyle was a like child actress. About her being like the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen when he used to watch the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I was um, too young for that. So I can see the little underlining 
competition jealousy thing happening i think that i think it's something maybe that like garcelle notices but i also feel like maybe kyle doesn't address her or um doesn't respond to her little jabs because she knows she doesn't really want to get into it with the one black girl on the show now and doesn't want twitter to come after her i think it's kind of a weird space to be in probably that's what i perceive it to be the way that like garcelle pokes at her and then she kind of just doesn't even engage with her and it just makes me feel like a little bit like kyle is almost afraid to say anything and get on garcelle's bad side and turn it into something bigger than do you know what i mean i totally know what you mean that's interesting i think garcelle is a g like she's so fabulous like when i saw her yeah. husband, i was very surprised that it was him that yeah you know all the fuss was over but oh with her ex-husband yeah i'm like yeah yeah that's the fuss. yeah she could do but, better I like that she was like, oh, I sent out an email to the entire company, which is CIA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all her friends and family. I just think it's so bad. I'm like, oh, you are so bad, girl. I love it. I love it. So I'm here for it. What are your predictions for Beverly Hills this season? Do you think we need to shake up the cast? Um, yeah. I th- well, no, no, no. I don't think we need to shake up the cast. I think that it's a pretty good cast. I think, I think we just need to like leave everyone in place and deal with the same exact cast. Maybe I would take out Teddy probably, but we haven't seen the whole season yet, but it finally, I mean, I will say that Teddy probably has the most purpose she's ever had on this show. Now that, um, now that Sutton is there because Sutton, the way she pokes at Teddy and uses her as a punching bag it kind of makes like, oh, this is why Teddy's supposed to be here because she kind of gives Garce- uh, Sutton a, pur- a purpose and vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think that like Denise, if she just like sticks with it and doesn't quit and shows up to the reunion, I think it could be a really good next season because then they're going to address everything going on this season. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's a really good cast now. I'm what? waiting for the Brandy stuff to come out. And the Brandy stuff is going to come out the third week of Brandy shows up next, not this episode, but the one after, I want to say, I think. Oh, really? Because believe. Andy Cohen said, like, the drama with Brandy is going to happen, like, June 25th or 27th or something like that. It's coming up soon. Yeah, soon. Maybe it's the big blow-up part that we're... Because you know how they're going to show us them meeting for, like, three episodes. We're not going to get to them actually talking about it for, like, ever. Well, they don't even talk to with her with her about it until I think Rome. I think that's what the. That's Are what you a Brandy saying. fan? No, not really. Yeah, I think she's like too good at this. She like knows. I mean, it's like a job to her. She even says that she says she goes on to stir up stuff because it's like a paycheck. And it's like that's not really the kind of housewives I want. I want people that are really in it and like don't treat it like it's a job and talk to these people regularly. And you know what I mean. Absolutely. I feel like that's maybe been my problem with Kenya because people have just I've been doing this for a minute. Yeah, I feel like it's a job for her. What's up? With Kenya, I feel like it's a job for her. It is a job for her. And that's why I've never really vibed with her because everyone's like, oh, well, if you take out all the drama that you had the whole season, there wouldn't be any. Kenya was involved in all of it. And I'm like, I know, but there's certain kind of like drama. And I feel like all her drama is calculated and petty. You know, it's just like I'm yeah, we, I'd rather have an authentic fight off the cuff, off the fly, me and you at dinner, and you're like, oh, by the way, and I'm like, you know what? That was fucking rude or something. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to just like coming in, like knowing that I'm going to expose this, or like, I feel like all the reality shows that are doing this this time, we're, we're, we're all sensing it. It happened on Shaw's this season. 
I don't think Shaz is going to survive this. The two cast members, they have just done each other so dirty. Reza and Mercedes. I had MJ Mercedes, right? I, I don't watch that one. I, I watched a bit of that, um, but I do know what you're talking about. I kind of follow what's what's going on, but I don't really watch it. Was it a good season, though, or is it just a bad season? Well, the thing about Shaz is that they've always just gone each other, like gone after each other for the jugular, and it's getting uh-huh. so old now. Like, we're just like, now yeah. at this point, it's like... You guys are going to ruin your lives just for like TV. It's yeah. not working. Yeah. Ruin your 30 year friendship just because you want to play it out well on, I don't know, it's just too much to me. Or sometimes, I, feel- I mean, I think, I think what we need to realize with some TV shows is it's okay to like take breaks from shows and then bring them back maybe four years later once everyone's had enough time to like be away from each other and then you miss them and then they come back. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of like examples for this that have actually worked. To the ground, no. Bravo's not known for that. It's known yeah. for beating to the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, Dallas is set to come back. They're going to start filming in a couple of weeks. My little birdie at Bravo told me that. Um, all the girls. Wait, who is? I'm sorry. Back. I'm sorry. Who's coming back? Ah, uh, DeAndre's coming back. Carrie's coming back. Oh no, da- you said Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, and then Dallas there's and there's an Asian. I uh, I think there's like an Asian girl that they were uh, testing or something like that. I read. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple girls that have been in talk, but I think one of them is going to really stick. What's going on with Little Housewives of Salt Lake City? Is that ever going to come out? I think it's supposed to come out later this year. I know that they're done, um, and it's supposed to be a really great diverse cast. So that's good. Um, I heard really really good things. I have a couple of sources, and um, I heard it's going to be really really good. I have high hopes for it. I'm glad because I need one housewife. Because now that Salt Lake City comes out, it can take the place of Dallas and OC for me, and I won't even watch those because I can't. After the Leanne stuff and after all this Kelly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's getting so (laughs) bad. It's like, you guys, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to post social media. Maybe everything should be run by something because you guys are going, it's just too much. It's too much. Kelly goes off her rocker. She's so emotional. She's very reactive emotionally. It's never logical. It's always like, man, what did I just say? Now I got to go apologize to everyone. And in like, real life, you're off the handle in the first place. You're a public yeah, figure. And in, and in real life, Kelly's like um, a, a really nice person, but it's just like, I can't deal with all of this uh, social media stuff, especially because so many lives are in the balance when people follow what she's saying on there by not wearing masks and things like that. It's just like so crazy. And then the Leanne stuff was totally, Leanne is also was nice in person, but yeah, I can't get down with that stuff that. Nope. Nope. Mm -mm. I like Leanne too. I thought she was, um, was she ever been on air or anything? No, Leanne and I have talked a bunch. Corresponding. She's a really good friend. I've met her here in West Hollywood. Um, she's beautiful. She's very nice and stuff. Um, and comes off like she wants to be a very true ally to the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, I'm all about that. But you also, I mean, you just have to have some responsibility when you are in the position that you are in, which is someone very influential on television. And for her to just say all the racist things that she said to carry In 2019. More than like two or three times. It was just like, she said chirpy mexican with such disdain i'm like i believe you i believe you yeah it was enough for me so yeah what's your background 
I'm not. Um, I'm Jamaican and Italian. So people always think I'm Hispanic. Yeah. People always think I'm like Cuban or like, no, uh, they always think I'm like Puerto Rican, I guess. That's what I get. You got the flavor. You got the flavor. That's the flavor. <laughs> B, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was of so course. fun. I wish, I wish we could be in person. We can go drink. I feel like we'd be good friends. I know. I, chat about it, I, think. I wish I was in LA. Um, where can we find you? What do you want to promote today? Um, so I've got my podcast, The B-List with Pet Shop Boy. Um, and you can find that anywhere where podcasts are streamed, um, like Spotify, iTunes. We have a Patreon as well. The Patreon is patreon.com slash The B-List. And when you, get, um, when you become a subscriber on there, you get our bonus episodes. For instance, this week's bonus episode is with Leah McSweeney. And we talked all about Elise Slane, who is the friend of on the seasons Raw Housewife of New York. We talked at, like about just like why she's not on the show um, as a full-time fixture. We talk about everything. We talk about politics a lot. We went into everything. Do you like Elise? Do you think she'd be good for the cast? No, no, I don't need her. But I think she's interesting. I just think it's interesting that yeah. she's like there and we're not addressing the fact that like, why I is know. she here? Ramona um, but- is trying to make fetch happen. Well, she tried to, and then Leah kind of tells you why Elise isn't. So tune in for that. Um, but yeah, nice. the podcast is The B-List with Pet Shop Boy. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's what a lot of people like to do um, to see my stories. Um, I'm Pet Shop Boy on Instagram. And then I think I'm also the underscore Pet Shop Boy on Twitter. I don't really use Twitter that much, but yeah. Well, give us a follow back on the account so we can see Yes, for sure, yes. And uh, so if you want to follow my personal account, it's fabulous. It's Hollywood Lian, L-I-A-N. Okay. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes, thank you so much for the support. We love you guys. Make sure to give my personal page a follow as well because I got some new projects coming up. If you're into the dark side of things, if you want to get a little spooky, paranormal, maybe <laughs> listen to something late at night, make sure to check us out. We love the support. Subscribe to two or more of our channels on the AfterBuzz uh, channels, and we will shout you out on the next show. Thank you so much to, for supporting us. I know we've had some issues with the live, so we couldn't engage with you guys tonight. Um, but please comment below that you watch the show in entirety. And uh, my regulars, I love you guys. I will shout you guys out next episode. Uh, I'm going to do like a little shout out section every month um, at the beginning of the month. So my next episode, it's going to be a little bit below deck themed with the new shows coming back. I'm going to have um, one of my girls from the below deck uh, that I usually have on here. I don't want to say who yet, but I'm oh. sure you can guess. She's been on the show before. So make sure to check that out. Follow us on the socials. Thank you so much for joining us, B. Of it course. Was, uh, it was fabulous to have you. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, After Buzzers. Bye, guys. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.